Ladies and gentlemen, this is the 24th episode of Concerned Dabs Podcast. I'm your host, Katie M. Kane. With me shortly will be my host, my co-host, Will Turps. Tonight's guest, ladies and gentlemen, we have Eric from Dungeons Vault Genetics. Can you hear us, Eric? Are you with I us? I can hear you. How's it going? Thanks for having me. Oh, yeah, man. No doubt. No doubt. We're excited to have you on the show, man. Super big fan of your work. Northwest Weapon. You know what I mean? Like, uh, it just feels good to to see people from our region succeeding in the industry. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, there's there's quite a few of us out here, man, honestly. Yeah, and um, I was a musician in my younger days, so uh, I don't have anything against California, but it just always seemed like those guys were kind of snobby, like they they thought they even with the weed stuff too, so I feel like an obligation to bring the talent, bring my A game whenever I'm doing some work. So yeah, I'm originally, I'm actually uh, hometown is Sacramento, California. Oh, really? Cool, yep. man. That's tight. Yeah, I was out there for 19 years before I moved up here. No doubt, man. My uncle that I worked for in Seattle, bro. That's where he moved from too. Yep, born and raised. That's tight, dude. Tight um so yeah that's that's where i he had mad indoor game and i was able to soak that up and i you know that's where he got all that from was california so yeah there's some fire out there for sure yeah and then genetics wise too i feel like a lot of the the fire genetics originally came from there but it's dope to see people in our region that are breeding some fire shit no absolutely yeah Yeah. before i was even knowing like all the different strain names there was guys out there in cali that were giving me stuff that to this day i've never seen anything like it yeah kind of kind of like the the old school strains that are they're just gone and forgotten about yeah man everything's cookies or glue nowadays yeah (laughs) yeah um so uh you're based out of washington state correct Yep, that's where I'm staying right now. I've been up here since uh, 2003. Like I said, I left California, came up here, and I kind of found my niche. It was really me. I mean, coming coming from California, you mentioned some people being kind of snobby and it comes to the weed game. That was definitely me. I mean, I came up here with an opinion on pot. Like, I knew what I wanted to see, and it took me a while. I mean, I was – I'd literally – pull people aside in parking lots leaving albertson's hey 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 you got any ganja <laughs> just, just, any, any way i could do it because i had no connections up here i came up here not knowing anybody but my family so it was really hard to find some good weed we were it was tons of bc you know stuff coming across the yeah. border you know yeah. pre 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 uh uh you know 9-11 shit so or i know yeah. excuse me it was after that but it, either way a couple Smell years like after, hey yeah straight up there was just a beast i mean it was triple a there was some good stuff but i mean there was just no smell yeah man it makes me wonder what they were doing up there like i mean yeah no i I think guy growing everything up there i i think they are packed just like just like when you got i mean i don't know if you've ever experienced getting the compressed weed out of mexico but that was what i was smoking on back when i was a kid you know my first experience other than i mean i had a neighbor that had good green bud too but i mean i was really like i was around people that they they were stealing parents stash whatever we had mexican compressed weed and that shit always had the same kind of smell i think it just has to do with the packaging and the fact that no one's really caring about the end game. It's really just throw it in the thing, compress it, or pack it up as quickly as possible and send it out. So, yeah. you know, like, a, you know, maybe more of a plastic smell or something. I don't know what the hell it was, but it was gross. No doubt. No doubt, dude. So uh, how did you how did you decide on breeding as you're trading cannabis? Like, like when, when did you start, Man. start growing first or what? Oh, yeah. No, I've always been... I had a neighbor who now works for Disney, and he he really put me on to the good weed. He he was a kid that was always into. He had High Times magazines laying around, and so I was seeing weed that I'd never seen before. And I was like, "What is this?" And that's really what turned me on to the different strains was seeing them talk about stuff in there and and showing all the Dutch coffee shop mm-hmm. stuff and everything. So I kind of at that point was just super interested in it, and I I'd, I'd collect seeds from pot or from you know. Uh, you know, just along the way people were throwing it out, you know, and so I'd take it and 
I had a bunch that I'd sprout and I'd show people it and talk about it and whatever. I just didn't know what I was doing. So it never really was a success till, you know, later on down the line when I got some outdoor stuff going. But um, I really didn't get successful with indoor growing till like way later in my, you know, adulthood. And then, um, you know, once I got more responsible and learned, learned the ropes, <laughs> but, uh, I, I fe- I feel like the, the, the breeding game kind of found me, like I was doing everything I could when I moved up to Washington to, um, you know, just have my foot in the game and, and find good weed. And, and eventually I got my medical card and was running around trying to, you know, get a job doing anything I could in that field. And yeah. Ended up running into somebody who turned turned me on to Candid Granddaddy, and I did that whole thing for a while. And that that whole thing worked out to me, you know, breeding for him, and that you know ended up um, sending me on my way to what I'm doing today. But yeah, I so mean, you I worked, really you worked for that guy that bred the the Granddaddy pair? No, nah, well, yeah, yes and no. So he, I worked for him, but he did not breed GDP. That's 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 uh, folklore. Okay. <laughs> He's, it's a common misconception. There's the, you know, there's a ton of, there's a ton of, uh, um, strains out there that kind of get, um, you know, they have, they have someone taking claim to, um, being the creator of it when they had absolutely no partner whatsoever. And that's, in that case, I feel with everything that we know now, and if you talk to certain people, that are a lot older than me, they can tell you the same thing. He he was more or less someone who uh, carried the torch, and so to speak. Like he brought GDP into some circles, I guess. Okay. But I still feel like there was very similar strains, or you know, uh, something very close to it that was around before him. But regardless, he still, you know, a ton of people say, "Hey, Ken made GDP." No, he didn't. He was more or less someone who was just gifted a clone, and then. And then made it popular with you know some good marketing. Yeah, yeah. So That's I, crazy. I, I did not know that. I, I, <laughs> yeah, Will's we'll, we'll <laughs> tuned in now. We got Will. Yeah. Yeah. What's up, man? How's and it going, then, man? Uh, good. I, I I feel like a lot of strains too. It's like dudes just picked a pheno from uh, some seeds they cracked and called it something else. You know what I mean? Well, and even if you did do that, that's I mean, if you found a seed, whether it be bag seed or um, well, I guess if it, if it was someone's breed already, then you probably shouldn't be making any claim toward any sort of creation of it. But if you find a good bag, bag seed, excuse me, I'm going to sneeze. Oh, good. <laughs> or not. Um, but if you find something uh, that's that, that you like, then cool. But he had no part in any of that. Oh, <laughs> excuse me. Sorry. No worries. So, so you were working for him. And then when, when did you decide to start your own project? Man, it was, he kind of put me onto that. He, we had some issues out in California. We had a big, um, like 120 light warehouse in Oakland, California. Damn. And he had, I mean, this was before any of this recreational cannabis took place. This was all medical. So, yeah. um, there was, we had, we had big stuff going on out there and I, and I was just getting on with helping them out with stuff right when they were shutting that place down and there was, there was just a lot of controversy surrounding the brand Granddaddy Perp, and then a collective out in Richmond, California, and just a lot of stuff that was just all going bad. So his people sort of left him, like literally, like every person that was working for him, except for a few people that were super loyal. I mean, including myself, um, stuck around. Um, yeah. I wasn't in California, so I didn't have any sort of legal ramifications that were coming from from anything that had to do with their their uh, branding, but. Regardless, I stuck around and then he was, he, he's, he's handicapped. He, a lot of people think that this guy's in the garden doing stuff. Ken is, Ken is, uh, um, in a wheelchair and he's not able to use his hands, Uh. um, as well as he, he, as most people. So he can't really be doing much gardening at all. So he he needed some help and that's where I, I kind of stepped in and was like, well, you know what? I can do it. You already know you trust me with my, uh my knowledge on, on, on ganja and, and just in general, as far as my selection process, what I'm looking for in cannabis and what he, he was really trying to take the brand to another level. And I was right there for the whole ride. Um, it was awesome. Why? Well, I mean, it was a great learning lesson. I'll say that, but um, I, I, at the same time, while, while I was living it up and seeing everything that you'd want to see in a, 
really big brand in in the cannabis scene it was i was learning everything that i didn't want to do and all the stuff that was Damn. you know mistakes that Damn. people made and watching things happen that i was like well i know what not to do next time you know and just yeah. stuff like that that really helped build my my uh <clears throat> confidence and my um just overall outlook on how this is all playing out now no doubt man i, I feel the same way when i work for my uncle in seattle I got to see a really big operation and work through each process and see where shit was fucking up too. And saved me a lot of time and money, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. yeah no doubt. It's 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 good to to experience any of the stuff, whether it's positive or negative, because it really just shows you, um, you know, whether it's it's just a learning experience altogether, really. No doubt. No doubt. So, uh. Can you talk about some of your cultivation methods? Uh, like, are you you a soil guy? No, actually, I I've been on uh, I've been doing cocoa core for years now. So okay. now I and I used to um, I used to really swear by small pots and um, cocoa. That way, you could water a lot and have you know multiple waterings. But now, even with the bigger pot, I'm noticing. I I think I get um, healthier plants and with with the drip systems going on there's just there's just so many things that we're doing nowadays that i wasn't doing before that i'm finding are better word so cocoa core all the way i use mills nutrients they've been taking care of me for years now so shout out to mills um i i really like it some people i mean with your if you're not a salt guy then there's no reason to even talk about it you know obviously you've got you've made your choices but um if you are someone that uses um um, synthetic newts and stuff that um, out the bottle, then it is definitely a super easy um, four-part total, including your silica. But um, really, just I've I've had nothing but great results. So no doubt. I love it. Mills and then as far bills. as yeah, absolutely, man. And then uh, as far as as far as plant growth and just any sort of tips and and not really, man. I do what everyone else does. I mean, I I like to. I like to pinch and top, and I, I, what I really used to do, and I want to do more of is, is LST, you know, low stress train. I like, I really wish I could. Um, I, I do a lot of uh, trellis growing, so I don't really end up having time to be bending over the plants all different directions, like from the early on and tying it down. But if I was growing in straight pots like I used to, um, individual plants, I would definitely be trying to do the bending it and down and like and forming that S and getting as many tops as possible. I agree. You know, I, I, I loved doing that. That it just created such a cool looking plant, but yeah. now it's it's mostly just uh you know, just pinching here and there and trying to I mean, same thing, you know, mimicking yeah. trying to try and get as many tops as possible so I can fill in that canopy. Yeah. Well man, I had a, in twenty seventeen, man. I had the uh it was like humble's humble pot. I think there's a couple other ones for me that I ran, but I, I like I cut clones of a couple because we cracked the seeds. And then uh, my homie had a grow at his house, like 12 plants. And then we had a spot out in Sandy. But he was like, what are you doing when I was doing that? Because I was, I was, I was trying to bend it and make that S. So I was like explaining it to him like, bro, there would be more tops. If you do it like, he's like, man, why don't you just, I'm like, dude, because if I cut off your finger, if you could regenerate it, it would still take a long time. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's but the number like one if thing. Just, if I just bent it, then it could it can grow more. And he he was just like, oh, okay. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, this. I mean, it does create. I mean, it's it doesn't really slow you down at all. It's kind of yeah. nice that way. Yeah, man, and it it did increase yield and and made shit look proper. And there was man, there was one of those humble pies that didn't show balls until like July. And it was like super huge, and I was hoping it was gonna just yield like two or three packs, and ended up being a male. So I gave it to my homie Smiley, and he he he's been using it. So he he wanted me to tell you, he's like, man, tell that guy I've been using that humble pie mail. Like, oh yep, that shit. yep, like, yep. I'm, I think I met him at Indo Expo actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. Po he posted a pic. Yeah, he's he's a big fan too, man. I like that guy. He was my breeding homie who I'd give my mails to. All right. How's it been going at work, Will? Great. Super right. good. Yeah. I'm off today, but 
Yeah. Rule, man. Been, uh, we've got a lot of. We got pretty there much we go. like within a month. Yeah, ago. yeah, yeah. We can hear I, you now, man. I don't know what the hell, dude. I don't know. My phone starts playing music, and you guys couldn't hear me. I don't know. Sorry about that. Oh yeah, all good, all good. Um, uh, my next question was, uh, can you talk about some of your breeding methods? Like, yeah, you, so you, I, uh, I heard your, I heard that. I don't know. So I started to respond, but I don't think I think I started to cut out. So. Basically, when I first started doing it, I was totally using paintbrush method. That's all. That's that's that was what I was doing. I'd I'd paint each individual bud site, you know, and kind of just walk around doing that. Um, But that was uh, I mean, that that seemed like it worked. It was efficient. You know, I got a lot of seeds out of that. But I think what I ended up doing and what I found to be a little bit more um, proficient was just walking around with the mail and kind of like that, that uh um, tapping it and just watching it float throughout the room. Yeah. I mean, so there's a lot more, I mean, I get, I get a lot more coverage. I feel like everything gets dusted and, and surprisingly you, you really don't need to have like, I mean, I think I've never really like, you know, tested how much pollen I'm releasing per breed, but you, you, you can really, um, you get plenty, (laughs) you get plenty. No. Yeah, and and then so you you don't uh so you take the mail and and let it pollinate everything. You don't collect the pollen from the mail. From... No, I mean I ha- if I plan on if I plan on keeping the mail, I'd usually already have a clone of it, so I don't worry about saving pollen. Whatever pollen I have is on on the plant is being used in, and then I just discard it. That's tight. That that seems uh safe too, dude. You know what I mean. Yeah, I mean honestly, there's it's it's keeping keeping males around uh can be a little bit sketchy especially if you have multiple but i mean there's there's ways to there's ways to hold them without having anything um drop and being okay with it but i just i usually stick to one male at a time that's dope man man that that's awesome because like i uh like i i've been to smiley's house and he's shown me a couple things but i i these are always the the questions that i have about the process you know what i mean because i've had uh males drop pollen when they're in veg and i was shitting myself because i didn't know what to fucking do and if everything's gonna have seeds my cousin was just like yo as long as there's not a bunch of pistols showing on your females you should be okay you know you got yeah for the most part but that stuff surprisingly likes to stick around for a while so (laughs) yeah yeah man um yeah, I got a question for you, Eric, real quick. Um what do you think about because I see a lot of breeders nowadays and I don't wanna name any names, but um a lot of breeders are are taking a, you know, selected male, whether they've, you know, selected over a year or uh, just a few rounds and throwing it in like they're, you know, throwing it into elite females pretty much and then not testing and like not testing out um what they're they're breeding pretty much and then just putting it up for sale for like premium prices on the market i've seen a lot of that lately um yeah like do you have any opinion on that or any i i think that instagram has built a breeding ground for breeders there is so much people looking to just to, to just have something new people i i just saw seeds for sale on fucking ebay the other day like literally yeah. seeds are on ebay like for they were like 25 bucks so sh- whoever's selling those good for you but you're fucking desperate um yeah. i mean it, it, if any seed bank wanted to mess with you they'd be buying your seeds. simple as that dude so you have to i mean you have to go to eBay to try and sell it to people. That's cool. But I mean, I mean, I guess there's some sort of business side of that where it's like, well, good for you. You're making money. But that's if he's making money. Um, I personally think that if you're going to if you're going to um, <clears throat> have any sort of breeding project going, this goes for myself or anybody that's just getting started. Uh, you have to either you've got to have some sort of, you know, guarantee whether it's I mean, I've put stuff out that was untested before, but it wasn't put out uh um on seed bank like i've i've let people you know buy it before i've released it type of thing or i have um let people know hey these haven't been ran yet so just so you know you know we've seen what most of my stuff does but yada 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 um if you're if you're gonna put your work out there and be charging a premium price like you said or anything for that matter um at least be 
um, forthcoming with what, what it is or, or, you know, don't do it at all. Because if you're trying to act like, um, you are testing these seeds and you're being put out on the market, then, then I hope you have a good uh, policy as far as replacement goes, because if there's any complaints whatsoever, there's, there'll be, uh, you know, hell to pay. You know, there's a lot of people that are quick to pull out the pitchfork and come running at you for whether it be seed germination issues or, uh, you know, even light colored seeds. I've had people hit me up and say, yo, uh, I bought this pack of seeds and these seeds are light. And I'm like, okay, have you fucking popped them yet? Like, why yeah. don't you grow them, bro? Like, let's see what happens. Yeah. yeah. You know I mean? But, but there's, there's, you can't please everybody, but if, but if you're going to be taking someone's hard earned money, you should at least try to, uh, you know, um, yeah, just at least be honest, let them know what's going on. But I don't think you should be selling seeds that, uh, if they haven't been tested at all, um, being put out on the market, unless it's just from you personally, then cool. But or you have a deal with the seed bank where there's some sort of release going. I I don't know. That's a hard one. But no, totally. There's a lot of people that are just doing that, dude. I mean, yeah, he said I'm not mentioning any names either, but I know for sure there's a lot of people that as quickly as they can, you know, get those seeds shucked from those buds and put them in some packaging or whatever they're doing. They're they are for sale quick, and I know for a fact they didn't test them. So or even yeah. I mean, so it's really, I don't know if it's just like a, you know, it's, it's just kind of a game, but if you got to remember though, if you're, if you take your money and you're willing to pay that person for that, then I don't really know, man. It's kind yeah. of, right? you yeah. no one else to blame, but yourself, if you got any issues there. Exactly. Exactly. No uh, I'm not a grower myself, but yeah. And like I said, not naming any names, but you know, it's just like, you know, like extensive menus of just basically like the same male thrown into a bunch of elite strains. It's like this cross with Girl Scout, this cross with OG Kush, this cross with, you know, I don't, uh, Blackberry Kush. I don't know. It's just well, like, but you know what? The same touch, male. To touch on that, dude, here's the thing. Cause I did it before where I had, you know, a couple of different males going on in a breed, you know, where the, so in my, my drop had, you know, this male and that male and they were the breed was done at the same time there was different there was the the pollen wasn't being introduced at the same time but within the same place and totally that can be sketchy man i mean let's just say that i mean i that was years back but let's just say that there was some issue where um you know there was some cross-pollination going on there if you buy certain seeds that are said to be this and then you start getting something else that has that has absolutely nothing to do with the description that I just sold you, yeah. then again, you're going to have unhappy customers. So yeah. it, while, while you may see that as, look at this fucking pollen chucker. He's got 30, you know, killer females, but he's got the same male. Well, that actually is, a, in my eyes, that's probably a better thing because you know that he only had that one male there. He only had pollen from one male. So... Depending on the person, that could be a good thing. And I think that sometimes, like for instance, when I had my grandpa's breath mail and I was breeding with it, that thing was gold, bro. So I knew for a fact, right, when I had it, I was like, this thing is going to be killer. The first drops, everything that started getting grown was killer. So I knew right then and there, okay, this was, this was a good choice. I mean, I knew I was uh, winning right there. Yeah. Right. I, I, I guess my just thing is like, you know, like, each, you know, to, you know, the same male is going to react differently to if you're throwing it into like 30 different females. And yeah. this person was selling, you know, each of those crosses was like a huge list of like 30 different elite females that he had thrown this, his male pollen into. And they were all like super expensive prices. So like, I get it. You know, I get like the, the fact that, you know, you got a male that you know is good, is stable, and you want to like, see how it does with the variety of strains but like you know i don't know testing that out on like customers and letting them pick up kind of like your first trial at you know like throwing your this you know i mean maybe it's not the first trial but i don't know there's just such such an extensive list of females that um that he had you know hit with this male's pollen that i, I just i don't know I don't know. I just don't know how the the price was justified, but that's just me. And I, I you know I'm not a breeder. I don't know much about it. So people just my are gonna, opinion. They're gonna get called out for it, man. People, people. It doesn't matter who you are. If you if you're putting seeds out there, someone's gonna be growing them shortly. And uh, especially some of these guys that are getting into commercial side of things. Like so, I know a guy, for instance, this summer who bought he bought a ton of seed, 
and uh, a lot from each individual breeder. So he got to see the good, the bad, and the ugly from multiple different people. So when you ask him his opinion on some of these breeders, he'll be like, huh, and he'll say breeder, and he'll just talk shit, you know, but he's got good right. reason to. He had, you know I mean, for instance, I – I mean, everybody, I don't care who you are. If you're, if you put out seeds and you say you've never had anybody complain about a hermaphrodite or you've never had any intersex traits in your work, you're fucking lying. Word. There's no way. So, yeah. But I've seen a lot less of those traits pop up outdoors. For some reason, you could have a plant that goes completely just, just nuts, like literally throwing pollen and just, oh my God, fucking cut that thing down. But that same plant could go outside and do absolutely incredible. So it's really weird. Nature's got a funny way of doing things. And I think it really just depends on the environment. Well, I mean, I know it depends on environment, but um, indoors can really be funny. And sometimes while I'm not breeding specifically for any strain of mine to be, oh, this one's indoor and this one's outdoor. I remember seed banks back in the day that had them like that. They were listed as these are indoor seeds. Those are outdoor seeds. And it's kind of like that's what you that's where you grow them. You kind of just follow the code. But now I think we're just all over the place with stuff and we've kind of, I mean, breeding now is a lot different than it was before. Some people are still really respecting those old school roots. I mean, I'm trying to do as good as I can. I think we all want to put out the best stuff we can and make fire strains, but I think that's just it. Fire strains and making, you know, killer stuff that people want to smoke is, is cool and all, but I mean, there's a lot of people that are doing it and a lot of people that can do it. I think it's just, you know, it really depends on what you're putting out and if it's, if it really, it, your work will speak for itself. Yeah. Like Green Absolutely. Source Gardens, they, they have a breeding program, Green Source, and they, they sell seeds. And I know that they're no-till outdoor and so they breed outdoor, but I've never seen anybody crack their seeds and run them indoors and then see what it looked like. You know what I mean? No, they're, yeah, they're more like outdoor seeds. Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, it's all good, Will. It's uh, all good. I'll, have to, <laughs> I'll have to come back to it. But, okay, yeah. Uh, one, one of my next yeah. cookie-cutter questions, Eric, is uh, how do you feel about genetic sequencing from companies like Phylos Bioscience? Oh, no. Yeah, those those guys are the devil. Yeah. The, the, that turned yep. out to be such a horrible, horrible um, like nightmare of a deal. Like While everybody shows up we all show up to these events we meet people we shake hands we get past business cards where we are entertained by people we are um introduced to tons of people we think everyone's got good intentions or or you'd like to think so but yeah. you don't ever think anyone is literally looking you right in your eyes and i'm gonna fuck you so hard <laughs> but that's exactly what those guys did and they literally they had I mean, they had me on the line, and I never once went out to lunch with them. I never once turned anything in. I never gave them shit. But I know for a fact that, you know, I still get emails today that are like, oh, hey, I bought a bunch of your seeds, and I turned them in through Phylos, and I got some grill. I'm like, oh, no, fuck. And I really uh, put a disclaimer on the back that says, I mean, if you don't use those people, I would almost give you a free pack of seeds. I mean, I, I, I would – anybody <laughs> but them. They are, they are, they are so bad. Um. And if uh, you're not, worse. Yeah, and if you're not familiar with that whole story, because I know for a fact there's people that are like, well, why are they so bad? They're explaining what's going on. Do yourself a favor. Check out Instagram and go find Sun Grown Mids and look that guy up, and you'll go back and see all the stuff that he's put up, whether it's video, documentation. There is so much public uh released stuff that it, it's it's mind-blowing and it'll really just make you sick when you see these people talk and i mean the same goes for some of these people that work for canacon i'll never do another canacon show i don't care how much money was ever generated by my seeds from that show i will never do it again based on what that guy was on in an interview talking about basically saying that you know us home growers and people that helped build this this whole entire um scene up don't deserve to have um, you know, we don't deserve to have a business. We don't deserve to be in recreational cannabis unless we've got, you know, a bunch of money or we came from, you know, suits and ties or college degrees or whatever. And it's like, oh, fuck yourself, man. We're the ones that you're basically using all of our intellectual property and everything we've done is just a, um, we've, we've paved the way for these people now. Yeah. So, yeah, we've been to jail for this, man. No, absolutely, bro. You know some of I mean? us, some of us have, some of us are still in jail for this yeah. stuff. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. 
and backtracking a bit, I remember what I what I wanted to say a bit ago. Um, back on the breeding, like fucking <laughs> brain fart central here. All right, so keep going. God damn it, Will. God damn it. It's all good. It's all good. I'm um, sorry. I'm like my next, a crazy day today. My, my next question: What what do you look for when when you're starting a new project, Eric? Like what's like what as far as the creativity part of it and inspiration, like I like that grandpa's breath, bro. Like when I smelled that shit, it was insane. It like smelled like fucking hospital smell, bro. I was like, what the uh, fuck? Uh, you know what I mean, I was like, I've never, never smelled weed like that before. So I'm really, I, I dig the the you know terpene profile the most. You know? But some some folks go for bag appeal or whatever. So what's what's up with you, dude? What floats your boat? Well, in regards to like a, a new project or what I'm thinking about and stuff like that, I kind of like, I mean, the market kind of speaks for us in a way. Like, I mean, it, they, I don't, I don't strictly go off of what other people want to see, but I mean, you are, I mean, if we, if I only did projects that I liked and that I thought people would, would dig, I could end up not selling, you know, nearly as much seed as you do by putting something out that is relevant, that people are talking about. That's, that's, I mean, even these hype strains, you know, runs, I've got runs crossed right now that as soon as it's ready to go, that one will be, that'll be huge. But what's so funny about that is by the time I'm done testing this runs cross, there's going to be like 10 new strains that that's, you know, circulating that everybody's talking about smoking. And it's, it's crazy. It's like, we as breeders want to put stuff out that people are going to enjoy. And that, yeah. that, like I said, is, is what people are asking about. Um, I stopped doing Southern California shows because every time I was down there, I swear 90% of people that came by my booth would ask for OG Kush. And if you didn't have OG Kush, they'd just keep walking. Oh, I have a cross. No, I don't care about crosses. I want OG Kush. And if you didn't have it, they'd walk away. I have Damn. other people that show up looking for, you know, the top 10 list from high times, you know, is whatever strains they think are the best ones. And they come over asking for blue dream. And it's like, you know, I try and tell them there's nothing wrong with that strain, but there yeah. are so many other ones that are great that you're losing <laughs> out. If you're strictly looking for what some magazine told you to smoke, you know, you got to smell it, smell the flower, look at it, smoke it, you know, get educated. There's more out there than just 10 that you want. Yeah. I promise. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's just funny, man. But, but for me particularly, bro, not only just looking at what the market is asking for, but I stick to what I've already done. So I've got strains. I've already made a name for myself with grandpa's breath. That one's been huge. That one finally sold out after, you know, it's, it's, I've had the F twos for a couple of years now, but, uh, I've got, um, swamp thing i've got you know the lost soul there's purple vapor some of those ones that have been sold out for a little while those will be new new uh releases at some point and then crosses with those you know what i mean stuff like that that I'm, where i'm just using some of my own males and some females that we found from um you know some some generous people that have shared cuts with us or you know even our own selections regardless it's it's I know I can drop something like that because it's already been so popular. And if I if I cross the two together, I'm going to have something that's pretty much a winner because we've had such good success with most everything we've dropped. You know, I mean, I've, I've really been, you know, blessed when it comes to this, because I feel there's there's been a lot of winning combinations that have just really um, been great in many people's gardens. No doubt, dude. I, I agree. I haven't even tried everything, but. Like the, I remember seeing you post about the Palpatine and that was grandpa's breath crossed with something else. What was the that? Death Star. Yeah. I was like, dude, that name is fucking sick, yeah. dude. Yeah. You know Senator what I mean? Palpatine, like, man, it's like the old man from fucking Star Wars. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that's, it's dude, like that was dope. I, I thought And, that and was... it really, it just makes sense. And so there's, there's the creative factor to it with some of my names. I really try and like why everybody loves these strains that sound like something you find in a candy aisle or in the fucking uh, uh, bakery. And that's yeah. all good because it sounds appealing. Or if it's something that sounds great to drink on a hot summer day, you better believe that's it's, it's something we want to check out. But there's, um, you know, Palpatine, for instance, I dudes on the death star and he's some old man. So, I mean, death star times grandpa's breath, it kind of just goes together. 
I have yeah. no idea what his family history is or if he, have, if he has children that wasn't that much of a Star Wars nerd, but I just, I thought it was, you know, super creative and a lot of my strains kind of go in that route. I try and find ways to throw stuff together that makes sense if you really think about it. Yeah. So. I'm digging it, bro. Like, for real. Like, it's, uh, that's, man, that's why I, I, that's why I put that on the flyer, too, is like creativity and cannabis breeding because there, there, there is a, a lot of people doing it and not a lot of originality you know or or it's simple to just throw like two words together i mean while sometimes that works you know i mean it's like hey that actually sounds cool it flows and there's actually a term for that i forget what it's called but when you put two words together and make it a single word it actually you know comes a new word it sounds good but it it sometimes it's just so uncreative it's sad (laughs) yeah dude seriously I was doing intake at Human Collective in Portland one time. It was like an old, it was an old lady. She was like a grandma and she, she had done some breeding and the name for her strain that she brought in was like UB7, UB71 or something. I'm like, uh, I'm like, what does that stand for? And she's like, <laughs> I don't know. I just, I just thought it sounded like a cool name. I'm like, all right um it's like a mechanical gonna... thing <laughs> dude yeah and i'm like you're gonna consign it and she was like yeah so she just floated it to us we put it on the shelf and it did not sell bro you know what i mean she came back two weeks later and had like 100 bucks for her you know what i mean well so and that's just... that right there is exactly why depending on like we didn't even touch on that but some of my strains while i'm being while i think i'm being creative it, it falls on deaf ears with a lot of people. Like one of my strains, Odev, like that's, it's the water of life. And it's, that's actually a, uh, it's a cognac and, and uh, ah. a brandy wine cognac is that, that, and that's what's in it. It's, it's underdog times brandy wine is the Odev. So again, thinking it's going to be a creative name. Some people are just scratching their heads. Like I can't even fucking pronounce that name, let alone, it doesn't sound good. And yeah. my local dispensary is not buying that. They want wedding cake. <laughs> yeah, we so, gotta we gotta find a find a rapper to make a song titled that. Man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I it was funny. Um, uh, Two chains was on on uh, most expensivest, and they were they had this episode, and they were actually talking about uh, most expensive bottle of cognac was this. Uh, I think it was like seventy five years old or what? Or however old it was. Uh, it was an V, but it was special. Oh, I meant to post that so people could actually kind of get hit, but they'll, yeah, they'll have to do their yeah. own research. <laughs> that would be a good reference. Two chains is real yeah. pop. There you go. Yeah. Uh, gotta, I don't mean to backtrack, show. but I finally fucking remember what my. Oh, God. Here we go. All right. We're on. Twice here, on. Yep. here we go. Third time. Um, third time's a charm, right? There we go. Um, but basically what I wanted to touch on with the breeder I was I was talking about earlier, the Oregon breeder that, that did some not-so-great work, in my ch- opinion, was that he threw um, a single strain. Like I said, was saying he threw a single strain into a bunch of elite females, and he was this was about two years ago on the Oregon market, and a bunch of, like, rec producers, a bunch of, like, medical gardens at the time, like, bought into it. Like, I knew a ton of farms, like – the homies from a ton of farms in Oregon that bought their, uh, their seeds. And I literally see like zero strains from, from that run that he bred like on the market today. Like there's no nothing keepers. from that. Yeah. No keepers. You know, maybe there's yeah. someone out there I'm, you know, I'm missing, but the, I feel like that entire huge drop that, that this person um, like, you know, had a whole huge extensive menu for like these strains aren't even like you can't even purchase them on the recreational market. And they were all like, right. Well, here's here's what I'll say to that. I have a feeling that that in some cases, because I see this all the time, uh, people are treating seeds like baseball cards, bro. They are buying these strains up and they are literally sitting in their freaking fridge or in their Tupperware True. jar or in their mommy's fridge, whatever spot where she holds their stuff. I feel them. that. I feel that. And, and they're not getting popped for years. And I've had guys sit there and tell me, oh, I still have a pack of those. I'm like, bro, those are four years old now. What Grow them. What are you doing? Yeah. Like, like either yeah, grow them or yeah, I'll, 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 buy, I'll buy them back. I'll give you some fresh seeds for your old one just so I can keep – I mean, I'll, I'll pop them now or get them going because something like that – either needs to see the market or 
there's a reason why it isn't. You know what I mean? So it's either people are hoarding these seeds, and I have a feeling I know who you're talking about. We're still not going to mention any names, but um, I feel like in right, that right. case, in that case, I really feel like there's a lot of people buying stuff, and while there's but you just said there's you 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 know people that bought a bunch of them and they grew them out and just you still didn't see much anything of it or what? Yeah, and not not that I can assume that like you know that they popped all of them and they went through them and like didn't find any keepers, but I know that like this particular breeder like the when they dropped this it was like super hot and everyone was was after you know a pack or two of of the seed drop and I just haven't. Yeah, seen I got some of those. It. <laughs> you know <laughs> i feel I like still, you know who i'm talking about too which is great i i do it's all good man i i know exactly you're talking <laughs> about yeah man i think i think yep. uh um there's there's a situation out there where a lot of people are are seed hoarders you know what i mean they they literally are buying yeah, these no absolutely and they're they're like unlike my seeds, like mine come with this little collector card, a little cartoon figure, whatever. They literally look like baseball cards. And I just found out you can actually they are exact size of a baseball card as my artist did them. They can slide right into those little plastic sleeves like when you used to collect your cards back in the day. So yeah. it's perfect. But literally people are people are it's like a game, you know, it's Pokemon. You gotta collect them all. So they've agree. got they're going and, and yeah, they're hitting up yep. these li- limited drops and buying up all these seeds they're not then they're not even freaking growing them you know yeah your cardstock is the shit too bro and i appreciate like the, that man the, it's, the it's, packaging I, yeah. the graphics whoever your your logo guy is i'm like man that shit looks sick every time that's uh 420 friendly illustrations for anybody looking to get a logo done okay yeah dude yeah i'm i'm impressed every, every single time like the uh like the humble pie, like that, like everything just, it looked sick, man. Like That's the only strain I've seen in, in flower form that you've bred. And it's, it was super bomb. Like, wow. But we got to, ch- we got to change. I don't know why. Like, I know. Yeah, man. Like, I don't know why. Like, I mean, uh, Oregon sleeping or something, you know? No, like, you know what? I don't, um, know. I don't, I don't know where exactly you're at, but I was just in archive this weekend on uh, Saturday and, um, uh, okay, archive. I need to stop by archive. I'm in Portland, so yeah. Um, Benson, Ar- boy, it used to be Benson Elvis. Now it's Benson Arbor. He has a ton mm-hmm. of stuff, and so they have some of his uh, flower. And I think it was. I don't know if they actually had Swamp Thing flower, but they had Swamp Thing pre rolls and something else going on. And then I know Dirty Arm Farm messes with my Bavarian cream, and they, there's a couple other uh, people. But the organ, organ. Oh, that's market, you. Okay. Yeah. I, I've definitely, All right. I've, I've put a ton of seeds out there, um, but I'm still like, like even like that person. We're both, you know, that you're talking about. I'm like, I've sold a ton of seeds to Oregon. Why am I not seeing them? I know it's. I mean, is it the is it they're not? No, no, but but Wait, so, but I'm but I'm re- now realizing that I'm naive too because now I realize like Bavarian cream and the others like I'm just not hip. I didn't ever realize that was your work. like so. But yeah, yeah. for sure, yeah. No, yeah, I've that, seen that, the, the that, Bavarian that's a, cream. That's a cookies and cream times Grandpa's breath. So that one was a just a half Ooh. monster. Damn, dude. Like, yeah, but, that's but, awesome. So ben, Benson Elvis ran your shit outside this summer. I believe he did. Yeah, he was doing. I don't know how well he did with it, but I know for a fact that the past few years he's done really well with everything of mine. He's, well, he's did, did did he do it last year? What other strains that Benson ha, uh, has run that are yours? Because I've smoked a bunch of uh, too, Benson and Echo I'm, I'm, Collab, I like so I Oh yeah, so you've, you've had them. So I uh, Citrus Farmer, Swamp Thing, Purple Vapor, Purple Champagne. Um, yep. Lost purple Champagne. I've had that. Yeah. Yep um there's there's quite a few i mean i i gave i gave uh i don't know if he wants me to say his name or not but one of the owners of benson he 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 got so much of my seeds so i mean they they're still i think he's still sitting on a bunch of stuff but i mean he's he's told me before that nowadays man especially in oregon you got to really be careful what you're growing and how much seed you're popping because if you don't have like your selections down you don't have a full hoop of it or at least a lot of it to put into that Excuse me. If you don't have a lot of it to put into a, a single lot of flour, you're gonna. It just kind of you're fucking yourself. You got to have a lot of it. So yeah. he's got he's got his selections. He's done really well with. And I mean, I don't know if he's still bringing up anything new, but I'd sure like to get him some new stuff. But either way, um, seeing him, you know, seeing my work in Oregon at all is great. But I want to see more of it for sure. No doubt. I'm a big yeah, fan no, of Dirty Arm. I too. remember we. 
Yeah, and we picked up too, like a year, like probably a year and a half ago at Natural Wonders, we picked up the the purple champagne from from uh, Benson, and that, like, like you know, like the other two strains we had from him at the moment, like that shit sold so fast, like people were. They were all about, you know, like Benson, you know, he grows a lot, like a good amount of volume, but also quality. So he can, um, you know, he can sell like super high quality flour at like a cheaper price. And people were just like super stoked on it. And yeah, it was great. Yeah, man. And another thing, I think uh, depending on who the grower is, I know that I know that it really does matter, but um, he grows great outdoor flour, dude. I've had Hell a lot yeah. of his outdoor flour. He really does. Super really stoked does. on uh, specifically, I mean, obviously anything of mine, but now I'm just sounding like I'm doing a sales pitch, but, uh, South Forks, <laughs> South Fork seeds there. I think it's the South Fork Kush number 56 that he puts out. Whoo. Straight gas. So yeah. That was oh, yeah. cool. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Plug, plug whatever you wish, Eric. Yeah. Uh, just, just the homie. Yeah. People, now people, only people I can speak on, man. People that I know that I can mess with and people that I that have quality product, you know, I, I will not lie, but I'm not gonna say anything about something I can't that I don't know or I don't have experience with. Yeah. We totally. But now that. now I'm I'm intrigued though. The Bavarian cream, I'm gonna search out one of those grams and swoop one of those up. I'm I'm intrigued. They that got them good. right now. It's said- uh the, the haters tears. It's uh it's uh yeah, it's yep. Bavarian cream, I forget. Yeah, sixty-eight percent THC, and da, 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 I forget exactly how many turf. It's nice. It was a nice little, uh, nice little gram I got from them. Hell Heck yeah. yeah! And you said it was Grandpa's breath and uh, cookies and cream, right? Yes. See, dude, that's nice. that's sick, man. Heck yeah. Oh, that, man, that's before I go to my next cookie cutter question. I I remember you see uh, seeing a post one time where you were talking about OG Kush breath, and oh, yeah. Uh, how how you, you you thought like it was it was difficult to get more seeds out of it because there's less pistols because of the nug structure and stuff. Can you talk about that for a second? Yeah, so that specifically, I think a lot of us found out breeding with it. I mean, I was one of the first people. I mean, me, Gage Green, Archive, um, and then I know there might have been a couple other people, but we were we were really the first to hit market with any OGKB crosses. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it started with, I think it started with the, the uh, Mendo breath and the grateful yeah. breath. And then I really wish I wouldn't have done that. You know, I would have wish I would have came up my own thing, but I did the grandpa's breath and then archive had their, uh, um, do you know, but we're all, we're all real similar in those, in those strains as far as what we're, what we have, you know, but the OGKB, um, my, I never released an F1 of it, the, of a grandpa's breath because the, the pollination just sucked, man. I mean, and then, yeah, whether, whether that's a, whether it was because of the lack of pistols or not, I don't really know if that was truly the issue. I mean, as I'm, as I've thought about it more and as I've, you know, grown a little bit more, I think that it really just is a plant that some, some plants just don't pollinate that great. I don't know. I don't know really what the cause is, but that one in particular just wasn't um, too accepting of the pollen, I guess would be the best way of saying it. But um that's why F F2s were dropped, but just not the F1s. There was not enough seed. And uh those seeds that did come even out of the F two, we had we had a lot of people that said, you know, they got this mutant style plant, but that's kinda how the OGKB grew. And if you ever had the real one, then you'd know it grows like a freaking turtle. It's just super slow, kinda short, and the in the same amount of time it takes you to veg that thing out to be a somewhat acceptable size of what you would think would be a good yielding plant you could almost get a couple harvests in on your other strains yeah so I, it's I, really yeah. it's it's really just i mean slow lemon better. trees the same way it's very very slow so that's uh i remember when i worked uh for my uncle in seattle like he had a warehouse and his basement turned out and then we were at the the northwest cannabis market we were at rainier beach and white center and when cookies was hot, I kept trying to tell him to like, fuck, you got to throw this in rotation, dude. Like you could do some nice work with it. And that's why he didn't. He was just like, man, that shit takes too long to fucking veg. And then he said even bloom too. He's like, man, that shit will take like at least three more weeks than everything else I have in my rotation. Are we, are you specifically talking about OGKB? No, it was cookies then. It was, oh. it was Girl Scout cookies. 
See the the original man. See, because that's crazy. Because the regular cookies grows just fine. That one, you. Were, I mean, we were. While some people were saying it wasn't yielding, you just all we were figuring out was you just had to throw more plants into the mix. But even since then, we've all kind of figured out, you know, other tricks of the trade and got it to yield decently. But either way, those those two plants, just re- regular cookies, and then and then the OGKB, just absolute night and day difference. No doubt. And uh, so is is most of your stuff derivative from that OGKB that you started with then too, or what? Yeah, so basically that that plant in itself, the Grandpa's Breath, was what started it all. I mean, I really had, I still had leftover stuff from my breeding days with Ken, so I rebranded and kind of, you know, started my own thing. But what I ran into trouble with was everyone saying, well, wait a minute here, you've got these strains and Ken's got those strains, so who's the, you know, Who's who? Who's the breeder? Da da da. You know, and it, it it created a bunch of headaches. So that's when I, you know, when I really moved on to the new breed and started the Grandpa's Breath project, that kind of opened the door for everything. And then you mentioned Humble Pie, and then some of the other ones we talked about, um, Swamp Thing, False Teeth, um, Lost Soul, even even that Bavarian Cream, which is the second second uh, generation Grandpa's Breath that you know breed that we did. But uh, there was what I found is I kind of wanted to move away from that a little bit further. Cause you know, everything is cookies now, everything, you know, we started this conversation with, you know, everything is cookies, cookies, cookies. And it's, yeah. you know, while it makes great offspring, it's, it's kind of nice to see something different and there's nothing more uh, exciting for me to crack a jar and smell something that I haven't smelled in a while or smell something that reminds me of like high school days, you know? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, no, and now, I mean, everything that I have, even to this day, is going to have a little bit of Girl Scout in there, whether it's the OGKB or whatever, but um, it's just cookies. OGKB yeah. is just a sister of Thin Mint. No doubt. Okay, so uh, my next question, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start, I'm going to flip them around in the order. So uh, what do you feel was your, your biggest mistake on the path to where you're at right now? Probably, honestly, running my mouth. Okay. Honestly, like I think, I think letting my mouth get in the way of business has cost me. And also, um, I just think that there's such a fine line between, you know, what, what's supposed to be said, um, you know, in a private, you know, setting and then, and then in front of other people to hear, you know what I mean? I think some stuff is, is really just drama that doesn't need to be aired out for anybody. And it can be really handled between two grown men or even a group of people, but yeah. it's just, there's a lot of that these days. And I found myself finding, uh, you know, being caught in the middle of, it and it's just unnecessary. So that I think is probably the biggest mistake. Other than that, you know, I think, uh, from a breeding standpoint, we touched on it earlier, but names, man, names of strains can be a, can be detrimental you you take all the time out to make something special you spend money on packaging and artwork and doing all this stuff and having some you know breed and then to find out that it's just not really hitting home with people you know i mean whether it's whether it's the name that they're really just not feeling or it's the cross but the end result is you know i mean if it was a blind test or they saw the buds they'd they'd probably buy the weed with i mean regardless of what it's named but strains just like you said ub71 you know, <laughs> but <laughs> you walk into you walk into your average dispensary and you see Tahoe OG Kush, or you see you know, uh, I mean, fill in the blank, anything. Yeah. As long as it's something we've heard about, whether it's in a hip hop song or something we've seen on Instagram advertised a bunch that, or just something even our homies grown out that was fire. We got to see. It's got to have some sort of you know, face value, not just, I mean, even, even looks, I mean, people can pass it up on looks just because they're looking for strictly, you know, strain X, you know, whatever yeah. it is, they have to have that one and they don't care yeah. about anything but that one. And that's just, that's just how it is, you know? Yeah. As a bud tender too, did some you, people did... would really be looking for a certain strain and I'd be like, this is related to it. This is that strain you're looking for is a parent of this this might work and they would go for that. You know what I mean? But it, uh, there is like some people really want that fucking sour diesel. And I'm like, yeah, just that. Did, did you grow up on the the East coast, Eric? Or you, did you grow up on the West coast? No, I'm, I'm a Sacramento, California native. I was born and raised out there till 2003. 
Yeah, yeah, oh, you nice. missed the first part of the show, Will. You missed the first part. Yeah, my bad. I missed miss that part. Yeah, I just wonder because I always, uh, one of my favorite strains is Sour Diesel, and I've always heard a crazy strain or a crazy story about, like, how that came about. Like, so my, my parents uh, live in uh, Western Mass now, and there's this, like, rumor of it going through, um, like, UMass or whatever, and I just... I don't know. It's always been like a rumor to me. And I don't know if like Eric had any insight on that. Like specifically on that, I, I, I really should have a little bit more knowledge when it comes to all the different strains. But while some people have spent a lot of their times reading on the forums and on the different message boards and what have you, um, you know, I kind of, I, I just don't, I mean, I know for a fact that it, it, that the, there's a lot of there's a couple different you know th- there's there's the East Coast sour diesel cut, there's the New York yeah. sour diesel. I don't know if those two are the exact same plant or if they're just a you know something um, that you know a little bit one off from one another. And then you know I mean we all we've all saw the New York diesel that was from Soma, which has zero affiliation yeah. to sour diesel that you you're looking for. No, that exactly. Yep. And I think that this the whole thing with mass. I have a feeling that that um, and I could be wrong here, so don't quote me on this. But I thought that the mass super skunk might have had some affiliation with the the sour diesel. I'm not That's sure. That's what I thought too. One yeah, way or another, I just didn't know the whole Kim Dog OG Kush sour diesel. That whole thing, they're all I feel like some sort of you know in the same realm as far as you know. There's 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 just a little bit of a. Um, a little missed history on them. Some people can really speak on it, you know, but then again, it's all just, you know, a story that some people, you know, have, and we weren't there for it. So we don't know. Right, I'm only, right. I'm, I'm 36 years That's old. True. So I, I wasn't there for the dead shows and I, I didn't, I didn't fall any of that stuff till, you know, I really, you know, my, like, again, my adulthood, I started really getting into it and trying to figure out all this genetic history and, you know, all that stuff. But there's a lot of stuff that unless you were there, you don't know. Word. True. Very true. Very true. Okay. So the the flip side of that coin on that question, Eric, is what do you feel is your smartest move on the path to where you're at right? Breaking away from the other company. You know, those guys I was working with was that was really bringing me down. There's there's some people to this day that still think that I I <clears throat> did something wrong by you know, leaving them and or Ken and that that whole situation. But they again, it just like I just said on the strain thing, they weren't there, so they don't know. You know I mean, yeah. like this day and age, dude, if if you have someone who's who's treating you unfairly, who's ripping you off, who's not giving you the credit you deserve, and or if you just don't really feel like you're you're getting the the value that you're putting out, then it's time to move on, dude. And that's really where I'm at. You know I mean, I I I, uh, I took off back in. 2014 after all of our you know issues and i was really just tired of being the the um customer service line you know what i'm saying like i would be the guy on those message boards i would be the one on instagram i would be the one at even face to face at cannabis cup where somebody would walk up and be like what the fuck man and i'd have to sit there and 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 come up with an answer and, and be like hey we're really sorry how can we you know what, what we can do to fix this or remedy the situation and there was there was a lot of shadiness going on with that whole thing so i've i've talked about it in one of my other podcasts i don't know if you heard it but it was there was just a lot of 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 you know lies and things going on behind my back that really just left me with a foul taste in my mouth so i've i've you know just i'm, I'm glad i moved on and that's that's where i'm at today is i've 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 become successful with my brand and I don't really have any regrets whatsoever. I don't think I did anything wrong with, with moving on and how I moved on was just, you know, in my eyes, uh, pretty much the best way I could have done it. Yeah, man. I agree. I agree. Like sometimes like I'll stick around if people treat me good, but after a while, the situation just gets unbearable and it's like, man, I want to do something else. You know? Exactly, bro. It's, it's just, like, yeah, doing your own thing is always the best thing for me, you know. Yep, got to look after yourself, dude. That's first and foremost. Yeah, I agree, Eric. I agree. Good advice. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so what sort of ideas would you like to promote for the future, Eric? Man, I mean, I don't know who's all listening, but anybody out there, uh, we are trying to expand. We're trying to go into other states, whether it be 
um, working into the uh, recreational market with another people or, you know, just licensing our brand. We're really trying to get out there and team up with some people that are, are willing to give us some, some solid space in their facility, um, you know, believe in the brand and kind of um, pretty much really just uh, sign a deal and, and, and see where it gets us. But I really feel we have a value to add to any brand out there willing to work with us. And we are trying to really just become established in every legal state we can and, and really, you know, get our genetics in everyone's gardens. But obviously, uh, you know, the legal, the legal way is really just, that's where we're at, man. That's where everything is coming to at this point. Yeah, man, I agree. I, I like to make moves on paper and shit. Um, oh, oh, dude, that's what, uh, and maybe it's controversial if, if you don't want to talk about it. Um, but I, re I remember seeing you post one time uh, about going to Nevada and working with a company out there. Oh, and, God. Yeah, no, just, I, yeah I can you talk this. about that a little bit? Yeah, that's no problem. So basically that right there is a perfect example of what you don't want to have happen. I mean, that was a licensing deal gone wrong. Um, basically, you the, the number one thing that, that I should have done and that people should do is you really need to do your due diligence and see who's going to be representing your brand. Um, we had, um, I flew out there, I worked with these guys, they had the most amazing rooms. I mean, you walked into the place, it was completely empty and they had, every room was dialed in. I mean, it looked like NASA build. I mean, it was absolutely beautiful. Yeah. I mean, everything top notch, just killer, but you can have the most expensive equipment as you want. You put one idiot in your facility that's going to run your place that doesn't know shit. And it, it all goes down the drain. He, yeah. he literally was growing. I've, I've, it was horrible, horrible uh, results. He had powdered mildew everywhere. He was walking around at the Emerald Cup show, giving out bags of weed to people with physical powdered mildew all over the bud. And I, uh, I was like, this is, are you for real, bro? And he told me that whatever he didn't uh, sell was just going to get put to oil. Fuck. So just one of those guys that will, willing Damn. to take, you know, he's, he's truly believes in the, uh, in the mold to gold regimen well dude and then i remember in your post too you said after you left they they tried to peel the names off your strains and stuff too right oh they definitely did i i i've been waiting i mean i don't know why i haven't done this yet but i i i don't think there's like a uh what's it called a statute of limitations but it uh i have a certain amount of time i don't i'm not sure but uh they definitely it's it's all it's all traceability down there you know what i mean just like seed to sale so they 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 had an agreement with me to sever the contract or if the contract was severed they would they would get rid of all my strains they wouldn't be growing anymore but that's the whole deal is they were being given these genetics to grow and if they weren't going to pay me then they were going to get rid of them so they were putting mar they were putting stuff out to market they were getting paid for their product they never gave me a check and then on top of that, we we severed our contract, and they continued to grow them. And I've got a picture of them with a blackboard up where they're changing all the strain names. So yeah, that's what the post was, bro. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. those guys, that was uh, oh, High Sierra Holistic HSH Nevada. Okay, I so, want to show with them, bro. Yeah, fuck those guys. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what, dude? That was years ago at this point, so. I've moved on. I mean, it's still a legal thing. I could totally take them to court and we could do that. But I mean, it's going to cost me money. And the only reason I would do it is just to, you know, just to be like, fuck you too. You know what I mean? Like, you, I mean, I don't like thieves, bro. I mean, this day and age, it's, I agree. it's everything's above table. And, and if we're going to have a handshake, um, that that's your word right there, man. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah. Getting jacked sucks, man. Especially yeah, pretty much. And I, 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 for some reason can can hold a fucking uh, uh, event on how not to have that happen because it's happened a lot. So <laughs> same, same. How to spot the signs? Yeah, when exactly. to see what, it coming? What, what you not know? to do? Yeah, I got yeah. you. I'll be the poster child. Fucking a, man. Same, same. <laughs> all right um is, is there anything else that you want to talk about eric like uh i worked through most of my my questions here i want to have you plug your social media and stuff at the end but is, is there anything else that you want to talk about dude no you know I mean, man i think i think you've got you got a lot of it covered honestly i, I want people to uh 
Yeah, I mean, if you haven't if you haven't checked us out, try to. You know what I mean, I mean, I know seeds cost a lot of money, so you're putting a lot of faith into a hundred dollar, hundred fifty dollar pack of seeds. You know, so you gotta you gotta kind of trust that it's gonna you know give you what you're hoping for. And I hope that we can do that for most people. But uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely uh, some fire waiting for you in our packs. We just we're always looking to um, expand our fan base and get people um, turned on to the Dungeons Vault brand. So. Yeah, man, check us out on Instagram, and overall, just, uh, yeah, we appreciate all the support and all the love everyone gives us, and just keep uh, keep growing the brand. We'll keep on putting out fire. No doubt, man. And and then do you do you have any yeah. stores specifically that, that uh, you've worked with lately where your genetics are at or where you're going to do a, a new drop soon in the future or anything? Absolutely. So anybody looking to get my seeds, I'm telling you right now, Area 51 Seed Bank. They are going to be blowing up. Those guys are going to be huge. That'll be my number one. Um, Area 51 for, for not just me, but a lot of people. But that, that seed bank is going to be dope. And then always my homies, uh, Neptune Seed Bank, Neptune. heavily connected seeds. Um, those two guys as well. All three of those are probably going to be my top top banks. And I'll probably end up uh, – I mean, there's still a lot out there. If you're in Michigan, um, Jackson City Compassion Center, uh I think they're actually called the seed seller now. Okay. Um, there's uh shoot. I mean, each, each state's got their own thing, but I mean, a, a quick Google search you could find, I mean, everyone's got their own um, seed bank that they're really, you know, they're kind of um, dedicated to, they've had good success with, and they have certain, you know, payment options they're, they're um, digging or whatever, but definitely those three I listed, man, if you, uh, you want to check out some good stuff, they got all the new drops. Tight, tight. All right, dude. Well, uh, yeah. is there any questions you have left, Will? That's it. All right, cool. Well, I'm going to go ahead and do our outro dance. I really want to thank you for coming on the show, Eric. Dude, thank you for having me. Appreciate it, bro. I'm, I'm a huge fan of your work, dude. I, uh, I'm going to grab more packs as soon as I'm able to cultivate, man. Awesome. Uh, we appreciate it, dude. Thank and you. Then, and then anybody I come across who's growing, I try to tell them about you, too. Like, this guy's got fire. Like, grab those seeds. Well, good, dude. Yeah, I hope I hope uh, nothing but success with anyone that's uh, growing our stuff. So thank no you. Doubt. No doubt. Thanks, man. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, this was the 24th episode of Concerned Dabs, Concerned Dabs podcast. I was your host, Katie M. Kane. With me was my co-host, Will Terps. Our guest was Dungeons Vault Genetics. You can follow them on Instagram. Um, it's dungeons underscore vault underscore genetics, correct? That's it. All right. Yeah. So hit them up. Um, I got to give a shout out to my guys in production, Mitchell Wilson and Jesse Curry. This has been a main node and Joseph street enterprise production. Thank you guys. <laughs>